Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am thrilled you are here with me this week. I want you to commit. Last year, I had all of you make a commitment that you were going to show up week after week, not for me, but for yourself. You were going to do this one thing for yourself each week. And I failed to mention it in our first episode of the year. So I really want you to think about committing to being here with me week after week. I'm here putting in the time, putting in the effort, and hopefully you are getting insights and leadership tips and life tips that you can implement and put into action right away. So yes, we will have insights, but my whole premise is all around turning insights into action. So when you show up here week after week, you are absolutely going to walk away with insights that you can put into action and start implementing that day. So why not? Why you're already here? Why not make a commitment to be here week after week with me? And the best way to make that commitment is to write it down. So if you need to get out a pen, write down, I commit to being here with Natalie every week. And I am so grateful if you'd make that commitment because my whole goal is to help you enhance your life. It's to help you enhance your performance. It's to help you get promoted. It's to help you feel fulfilled. It's to help you be a better mom, a better partner, a better friend. Whatever it is you are needing to take from this podcast, you can absolutely implement it and help you on that journey. So let me help you and be with me here each week. I would absolutely love it. So we started out the conversation at the beginning of the year talking about not doing resolutions. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to episode 96, which is all around not building resolutions, but building habits. Because habits are the pathway to success. Not big, audacious New Year's resolutions. Because 80% of people are already abandoning their New Year's resolutions by the second week in February. And that is not going to be you this year. I promise. We're going to stay committed together and we're in this together. So don't let that be you. And the way you're not going to let that be you is by developing habits. So again, I talked all about that on episode 96. So go back and listen. And in this episode, we are going to talk about how to stay motivated. It's the new year. It's a fresh start. We all have a clean slate. Maybe you've put some of those habits down. You are very clear about what you're going to be doing differently 
on a weekly and a daily and maybe even an hourly basis, which is phenomenal. Super proud of you and super excited. But how do you stay motivated? Our brains are wired to have us slip back into old habits because the neural pathways in our minds are like ski slopes. So imagine you are going down a run that so many people have gone down that day. That's your old habit. It's easy. It's comfortable. It's manageable. You're, you know the pathway. And the reason why your brain likes going down that pathway that's already been carved out for you and everyone else has already gone down, and maybe you've gone down a hundred times already, is because your brain can conserve energy and it doesn't have to think. Our brain is wired to conserve energy. So the fewer decisions we have to make is better from our brain's perspective. But that's not actually true when you're trying to learn something new or you're trying to build a new habit. Imagine this instead is skiing through the trees. It's more difficult. There's not a clear-cut path in front of you. You're, you're having to cut it on your own. And it takes a lot more energy because no one has paved the way before. You haven't paved the way before. So your brain is on high alert because it doesn't know where the next tree is. It doesn't know where the next rock is. And it doesn't have that familiarity with the pathway. So that's what your brain is trying to do when we're trying to incorporate something new, build that new habit. Our brain is trying to protect us and save us from having to go through the trees. But when that is our concerted intention, we have to override our brain. And part of overriding our brain is just being aware that our brain is going to try to make us go back on the main pathway and follow the rest of the crowd. But if I know you, you are not a crowd follower. You are a leader, you are a visionary, and you are absolutely paving your own way. So let me give you a brief overview of what we are going to be talking about today with regard to staying motivated. First of all, we're going to talk about what is motivation? How do we define it? And why is it so important? And then we're going to get into some common misconceptions about motivation. Um, Secondly, we're going to be talking about how to get motivated and take action. That is such an important piece of building habits. And we're going to be spending a good amount of time there. And then how to make motivation a habit itself. So we'll talk about that. And also, what do you do when your motivation starts to fade? So I'm not going to leave you with just all the good fluffy stuff. And then at the end, not talk about, hey, what's going to happen when it gets challenging? We're going to cover that. So stay tuned and listen to the end so you can make sure that you have all the tools that you need in your tool belt. So I invite you to think about what does motivation mean to you? What does it really mean for you? I talk about this with values. I could have a value of integrity. You could have a value of integrity, but they could mean very different things to both of us. So what does motivation mean to you? If you look at Webster, 
motivation, the definition of motivation is the act or process of giving someone a reason for doing something. The act or process of motivating someone. And that someone is you. So how do you motivate yourself? I love this other definition that I found. Um, One of my favorite books is called The War of Art. Not The Art of War, but The War of Art. And the author Stephen Pressfield has a great line in the book. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but it says, at some point, the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. So when you think about this with regard to exercise, weight loss, because I know typically in January, that's the thing that most people are focusing on. Well, if you think about the pain of sitting on the couch and watching Netflix or not scheduling your exercise, or not doing your meal prep on the weekends, the pain of not doing that and the self-loathing that comes with that is so bad that it's actually just less painful to take action and do it. So we all have negativity bias. And this is where negativity bias can kick in, especially with regard to motivation. If you think about it, We often hear stories of people getting diagnosed with heart disease or someone having a heart attack, and then all of a sudden, they change their eating habits. Or someone gets diagnosed with diabetes, and then they choose to eat, not eat sugar and to watch their diet. And this is because the the pain of living with the disease is worse than the pain of taking action. So I want you to think about that is what motivates you and how does that play into you staying motivated to build new habits for yourself? But even as we talk about these, you know, serious health issues, sometimes that can be a temporary fix for people and then they can slip back into their old habits. So an important question I have for you is what can we do to make it more likely that we cross this mental threshold and feel motivated on a consistent basis. What does that look like? Well, we're going to talk about it. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the common misconceptions about motivation. One of the most surprising things about motivation is that it often comes after starting the new behavior, not before. And I've talked about this so many times. The confidence comes after the action. Well, in this case, the habit comes after the action. I referred to James Clear in last week's episode because he has this wonderful book called Atomic Habits. And in one of his blog posts about motivation, he says, motivation is often the result of action, not the cause of it. Getting started, even in small ways, is a form of active inspiration that naturally produces momentum. And the reality is, we can go buy self-help books, we can listen to podcasts like this, and it's great. But one of the other factors that raises your level of probability that you will stick with a new habit is when you have some type of accountability. And that could be a friend, You could text a friend and let them know that you're going to the gym, or it could be a coach. And I will tell you that the clients I work with, 
they continue that momentum. And the biggest reason why is because I always have them in action. So we're not just talking about insights on our calls, which, yeah, we are talking about insights and I'm giving them insights around maybe why they're doing things the way they're doing, but they're always leaving the calls with something to do. They have an action item. And so that action produces confidence. It builds those pathways so they're not skiing through the trees anymore. Now the path gets easier and they get more comfortable. And once they get more comfortable, guess what? They have a new action. And so it's just this repeatable process of staying motivated because they're always in action. And what I know is that you don't need much motivation once you've started. Nearly all the friction, the hardest part is at the beginning. It's getting started. That is the hardest part. And the truth is, it's often easier to finish a task than it was to actually start it in the first place. If you think about putting on your running shoes or getting your workout clothes on, sometimes it can seem like such a drag. And then you get walking and boom, you've done a 45-minute walk or a run or a workout and you don't even know that 45 minutes went by. It's just getting started. So one of the keys to getting motivated is making it easy to start. So if you think about building habits and staying motivated, maybe it's something as easy as scheduling your workout in every morning at the same time. Or if you're not able to do that, maybe it's at least having your workout clothes, your shoes, your socks, everything you need to go ready for you. And so it's easy for you to get started. You're not looking at the around the house at the last minute for your water bottle or for your socks or where did I put my tennis shoes? So if you have everything ready for you and it's easy for you to get started, you will most likely get out there and start taking that first step. An article in The Guardian summarized the situation by saying, if you waste resources trying to decide when or where to work, you'll impede your capacity to do the work. So I love this idea of setting a schedule for ourselves because when we do that, and it seems so simple, but when we schedule a workout in on our own schedule, it puts your decision-making on autopilot. So you're saving those energy, that energy and the resources that I spoke about earlier where your brain's having to make all these decisions. Your brain just looks at the calendar and says, oh, it's time to work out. You're not trying to figure out throughout the day, where you're going to fit it in throughout your day. It's just on your schedule and you don't have to think about it. And the reality is it makes it more likely that you will follow through regardless of how motivated you are to do it. And the reality is there's plenty of research on willpower and motivation that back up this statement. So I encourage you to stop waiting for motivation or inspiration to strike you and really set a schedule for building your habits. If it's exercise, if it's cooking healthy food, if it's taking time to read a book, if it's listening to an audible, if it's listening to a podcast every week, put it in your schedule. Because as we spoke about last week, building those habits and doing them over time 
are the investment that you make in yourself. And those small habits over years of time are transformational. So why not do it? Get the, get whatever you want to do on your schedule and just start doing it. So, so far we've talked about what is motivation. We've talked about how to get motivated and take action. And now we're going to talk about what do you do on those days where you have your habit, your new habit on your schedule, you have it planned out, but you are just not feeling motivated. One of the things that's important to do is to look at why and to become really aware of what is getting in your way. Why are you not motivated? And the important thing here is to do it without judgment. So many times we see people making these big, audacious New Year's resolutions. We see people start exercising and going to the gym, or we start seeing people, other people start achieving your goals. And then we feel bad about ourselves. We feel like we should be doing more. And here's what I want to say about that. I think you should consider that 2022 might require a different approach at looking at the year. You might need to ease into this year. A lot of my clients are dealing with depression, with languishing. There was a New York Times article about the the languishing that we're all feeling and the exhaustion we're all feeling from COVID. And the reality is, while you might want these big audacious goals to have a beach body by summer, maybe the goal this year is to just get enough sleep for yourself. Because between trying to get yourself ready, get kids ready, kids are in and out of school right now because of COVID, one day they're going to school, the next day they're not, all the information that are you're being bombarded with, for, with from the school with emails and, and communication and some kid is tested positive and now you can't go to school and now you're having to make work arrangements. There's so much and you're being pulled in so many different directions that maybe you put the big audacious goals on the back burner. And the thing is, is maybe you accept that that's okay. And you don't beat yourself up about it. Maybe this year is the year that you work on boundaries for work and home life. Maybe this is the year that you carve more space out for yourself. This has been coming up so frequently in all the groups that I coach, when all the women are talking to each other and with each other about this topic. They are all saying that this is going to be the year of me. I've let myself go. I haven't been eating right. I haven't been to the gym regularly because I haven't been able to go to the gym because it's been closed. And this is the year I'm going to make a more concerted effort to just take care of me. I'm going to give myself a little space or time in the morning to just have some me time before I have to care for the kids and I have to get ready for work and I have to do all of the things, the long list of to-dos that I have to do. Maybe your goal is as simple as I'm only going to work 11 hours today instead of 14 hours today. Or I'm not going to go to bed at 1am because I'm trying to catch up on stuff that I missed during the day because I've had to help the kids with Zoom school. Maybe it's going to bed at 11 instead of 1. And so maybe you give yourself grace this year. I'm all about helping you build habits and staying motivated, but you also have to be coming 
from a place of a good foundation to build those new habits. You have to be strong before you can ski down the mountain slope. So let's make sure that you're properly nourished, that you're getting good sleep, that your your mind is taken care of, and that you're getting the support that you need. We're going to talk about that in a future episode around how to set boundaries. We're going to also talk about how do you ask for the support that you need because so many women, so many women have trouble asking for help. And we're now two and a half, three years into COVID. It's probably time that you get comfortable asking for help if you haven't done so already. So again, I'm not telling you to not have big goals and to develop new habits this year, but just make sure that your foundation is strong. Make sure that you are in a great headspace and a good place physically and emotionally. I love Adele's new song, Go Easy on Me, because it seems like an appropriate song for all of 2022. Let's go easy on ourselves. Let's go easy on our colleagues. Let's go easy on our spouses and our partners and our kids. But most important, go easy on yourself. Because this year is unpredictable. We are dealing with so much change. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, our brain is having to make so many decisions as leaders, as parents, as spouses. There's so much uncertainty that we're all dealing with. And so go easy on yourself. So the last thing I want to cover is how do you stay motivated for the long run? So we're talking about building new habits. We're talking about staying motivated. And hopefully you're feeling inspired and you've learned all about how your brain works and you're going to really try to stay on that path of taking action and doing it consistently. But how do you stay motivated for the long haul? And what I'm going to tell you is you have to make sure that you are making three-foot tosses. And you're probably saying, what are you talking about, Natalie? I had a client share this with me. And I love what I do because I get to not only be in coaching with my clients, but I also get to learn from my clients. So this particular client was telling me that she went to a self-development weekend and she went to this retreat and they had these ring tosses set out. And the goal was you had to get as many points as possible. So, of course, there was a, a ring toss that was only three feet away and you could get one point. And then there was a ring toss that was six feet away and you could get two points. And then there was one that was 12 feet away and you could get five points. And what was so interesting is to see as she was sharing this, she was saying it was interesting to watch people and how they went about the ring toss. Because there were some people that were trying to throw it to that 12-foot mark to get the five points. And occasionally, they would make it, but most often, they wouldn't. But the easiest thing to do was for them to get on their knees and literally lean over and put the rings on the one-pointer. And they had as many rings as they needed and they just kept putting rings on the first ring. And so while it was a low point value, it was easy to achieve. And when all was said and done, the people that had just thrown the ring to that three foot mark 
had the most points at the end. And the whole premise of this and the whole lesson from this is we need to do the same thing with our habits and our goals. We need to make sure that they're just possible for us to reach and that we're accumulating those points because those points and those wins and those successes give us that momentum to keep going again for the next three-pointer. And so when we, when we have things that are too far out of our reach, then it seems improbable and we get frustrated and we just give up. So don't go for those 12 pointers. Really think about where are the three foot wins I can win in my life on a daily basis. And this is also in line and just ladders up really nicely to what James Clear talks about is the Goldilocks rule. And the Goldilocks rule states that humans experience peak motivation when working on tasks that are right on the edge of their current abilities, not too hard, not too easy, but just right. And this Goldilocks rule is the key to maintaining long-term motivation. So I invite you to think about something that you've either been procrastinating on, that you're holding back, or you find overwhelming. Most likely, it's a really big task, or you find it maybe out of your reach. And when you can find a way to draw back and draw it back into your zone, this is what we call flow. And, you know, flow is what athletes and performers experience when they're in the zone. That's when we feel really confident about what we're doing. Kind of the rest of the world fades away. And we are just solely focused in on what we're doing. And we are happy and we're fulfilled. So I want you to think about, and I want you to leave this podcast with thinking about what are three, three ring tosses that you can do this week? What are those things that you can start to take action on that are quick wins that you can make for yourself? And then once you achieve those, what is your next three foot toss? And here's the other thing I'll say is don't forget to stop and count your points. Because so often we're just doing the, the three-foot toss and we're just doing it over and over and over again and we're exhausted. But we don't take time to actually stop and count the points that we've earned and to celebrate ourselves. And that also is a key factor in helping us to maintain our motivation and our momentum towards those long-term goals that we want to achieve for ourselves. So I hope you found some insights that you can turn into action today. And I really invite you to do that. I'm not sure if you're on a walk or if you're listening to this in the car, but just take a moment when you can to pause and to think about and to write down one or two things that you will do based on the things you heard in this podcast. I covered a lot of information today, but hopefully this gives you the insights and the actions you need to take to stay motivated on your journey to hit your big goals. So thanks for being here with me today, and I will see you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation 
or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Thank you.